everyone, it's Heather, and I'm going to give you a small heads up into the following audio recording that you will listen to, if you stay with me through the 20-some minutes that it is. I was in a really dark place when I recorded this, and that was just a few days ago. The feelings, the majority of them are not gone on how I feel about my life, but I've always been stronger than I've given myself credit for it, and I won't let somebody I can't take down win if I'm to go down. So, I'm still standing, still breathing, bad days are still coming, and I'm going to take every day in between going. I hope this isn't triggering for anyone. It's my story, a very small portion of it. I don't know if starting this out dark is the way to go, but I also feel like to carry on and be able to talk about the fun, awesome, positive things about my life, I need to get this off my chest first because it's something I've carried alone for so long. So, for anybody that does take the time to listen to this, thank you. Your time is all that I could ask for. My name is Heather. Married name is Gardner. Maiden name is Kane. And I feel like my whole identity has become to me because it's what I'm dealing with internally. A three-year-old little child who was touched inappropriately by their uncle. It's all I see when I look in the mirror. It's all I feel when I think about the past. And I realize that every part of my adult life is affected by that. The uncle that did this to me apparently saved quotation marks my father from my grandmother who isn't exactly the nicest person and therefore even though he's known about the sexual inappropriation or abuse or molestation whatever you want to call it he protected him He didn't report him. He didn't protect me. And out of that decision, along with previous past abuse, neglect, abuse, my dad's adopted, he'll use all kinds of excuses as to why. And I believe he's had lots of trauma in his life. But he passed it on. 
when he covered up for his own brother, didn't protect his own child, he became a narcissist. I was raised in a religion called Holdeman Mennonites, who had a policy, a, it's not a doctrine, but a, an unwritten understanding that if a person guilty of child abuse, rape, um, domestic violence, that if they came to Jesus, if you want to say those words, however you interpret that, but had a coming to heart or repentance that they wouldn't be reported to authorities. So therefore, plenty of people got away with a lot of inappropriate things. My uncle was never a member of the Holdeman Church. He was one of two adopted children of my grandparents. He is the second to oldest in a a family of three sons. And he went on and he, thank goodness, wasn't able to have children of his own, but he married women who who had children, boys and girls alike. And he ended up being convicted, accused, convicted, and sent to prison for exactly the same things that he had done to me. And at the time that all that happened, I I hadn't recovered those memories of childhood abuse. I have had repressed memories ones that I've only recovered within the last three years of my life and I'm 32 but while having those repressed memories it didn't come without the repercussions of being abused the repercussions of that abuse that led to my father being narcissistic Some people say that physical violence is so horrible, and while yes, it is, and you can sustain injuries from that that are beyond measure. Years and years of psychological warfare, mental and emotional abuse, being made to feel like you're unworthy when you are worthy, to make to feel like you have to gain someone's love as a child from your parent when that love should be unconditional. It takes a massive toll on one's mental health. I blocked out so much of my childhood. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, there's so many parts that I blocked out. And while blocking out those bad parts, I also blocked out good memories because to to differentiate, I can't even say the word, sometimes our minds just take a whole piece and lock it in a box and the key doesn't get thrown away because that's not how our minds work. It's all stored there. 
I think back on the first time I recovered a memory after spending legit from the time I can remember feeling like something was wrong with me. I remember going to kindergarten and feeling like I I wasn't like the other kids sitting in our desk. <clears throat> My uncle always used the words plain doctor. I remember being told that if I told anybody that we played doctor that I would be I would ruin everything nobody would love me nobody would believe me and I for sure couldn't tell my mom and recovering a a lost memory or a suppressed memory doesn't just pop in your head one day and suddenly you have a flashback it's it's months of a trigger months of sometimes a simple color for me it, it was a slamming of a screen door and for about three months prior to recovering the first memory of sexual um um, I guess molestation um, in my dreams in my subconscious and even in my head during the day in my thoughts I just heard this the screen door you know how when you walk through the door and it it's one of those screen doors on a on a spring or whatever and it slams and it kind of bounces a little bit as it closes just over and over and over just over and I couldn't understand why and it was in a specific house that I grew up as a child and I just had that same reoccurring sound I'll never forget the day I recovered the full memory It was like I was looking from the corner, ceiling, ceiling corner of a room of the house I grew up in on my grandpa's yard, single wide trailer house. My parents was the first of four children. And the memory wasn't, I remember the couch, remember the chair, but I mostly remember that damn screen door and the person who walked through the door was my dad and that's why it was slamming shut the day he I don't know if it's the first time he found out I don't know if it's the first time he caught my uncle but I do know that my dad was very aware of the abuse that was going on from that time on um I went on to have three little amazing sisters. And we are all five years apart, so the abuse stopped before I went to kindergarten. I remember very little about my first years in Mennonite school. 
I got in trouble for using words I'm not sure how I learned to know because as Mennonites you don't have radio or television. I called my cousin a bitch in second grade. I have no idea where I remember hearing that word. Um, I also remember having tendencies on how to relieve stress when I would freak out and it came from being touched objects being used on me when I was littler I don't know and I don't believe that he raped me Um, only for the simple fact I very plainly remember losing my virginity But I can tell you exactly what a number two pencil feels like on the inside of my vagina. I never understood growing up why I I just couldn't handle those pencils. I never wanted to use them in school. The eraser head freaked me out. The feeling of the little silver part that holds the pencil to the eraser. can't stay that little girl in my head forever I've I'm not able to afford therapy but at 32 I'll say that well I don't know what my life would have been like if I would have not suppressed those memories and had tried to tell people in a community where those things are not talked about and not pursued in justice growing up I never had a relationship with my dad it was me pushing back and him screaming at me and us saying terrible things and how he made me feel he never believed the best in me he never and I'm not talking about financial support I was able to get a job at a very young age and I've worked nonstop. I don't like gaps in my employment because a job has always been my go-to source of therapy per se. I moved out as soon as I turned 18 from home but I'll never forget the 17th year I spent there. I tried to kill myself three times once in front of my mother it was a feeble pathetic attempt at a cry for help honestly my mom didn't know what was going on and it wasn't until like within the last year that I was able to tell her what had happened to me as a child and I was able to tell my sisters and or I should say two of them one of them we both grew up in the same household We're all five years apart, so 10 and 15 year gaps between ages is, it doesn't make for the easiest relationship between siblings, even though we're adults now. We also all grew up and took out of that home things much differently from each other. 
I feel like I've spent so much of my life not wanting to live and not understanding why I didn't want to live that now that I understand why I had such a struggle with anxiety and depression and panic disorder and I just I acted erratically I I was rebellious and not saying that had this never happened to me I wouldn't have been those things they intensified because of those things I'll never forget my first panic attack I've had anxiety as long as I can remember and I've spent a lot of my days wishing that I didn't have to think about the future anymore and that doesn't come from a selfish reason yeah I mean to a certain extent it does because I don't want to have to live with the memories and the loss of my family. I also chose to, in 2010, to leave the church because all it became about in the church was my relationship with my dad and not about my own spiritual life. And he could say things and turn them around on me that tried to make me look crazy. So more time was spent talking about him and that than it was about my relationship with God. While leaving the church was hard, it's been easier of all the things that I've had to go through. It wasn't as hard as the things that followed. I didn't make great choices when I first left the church, but I also didn't make horrible things. I didn't fall into hardcore drugs. Of course, I smoked weed and drank alcohol and partied. At this current stage in life, I'm not going to lie. I've thought of every way to kill myself. I've thought of ways that it would be less painful for my mom. Because honestly, at this point, I don't think that the absence of my life would make much difference in the rest of everybody's because... I feel like there must be something terrible that everyone knows about me that I don't know. Have I not remembered it yet? Have Is there just something terrible about me? Am I just not good enough? Everybody wants to preach this Oh, you are what you think, you are all these things, but sometimes there's just no getting out of those thoughts. I recently lost my job. My boss was... She didn't like me. Not because I'm a bad person. Because I do a job very well and my, the people I took care of and the families I was around saw my heart. Been married for four and a half years and in a relationship for over five. We had some serious ups and downs. We've come up a long ways as a, as a couple. We've 
put the work in until 2019 when just a snow pile of things took a toll and it was hard to stay strong. In December of 2019, things became physically violent between my husband. He does suffer from bipolar depression and manic episodes, and he's bipolar with no medication, but doesn't justify the fact he, like, gave me three concussions in two and a half months. He never was that person before. He definitely became somebody I don't understand. And I've been trying to get out until I've lost this job and now my hope is diminishing. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I have no clue. There seems like there's no light at the end of this tunnel. People can sit there and say, you're stronger than you think. Of course. Sometimes it takes every strength that you have just to keep on going from one day to the next. Where's the extra strength you need to really pull out of the fight? My husband knows what he did was wrong, but why don't I have the strength to, like, better my life? Would it be better if I just left penniless, living in a car, no job, or in a home full of the things that I helped purchase? and risk I'm risking my life either way my mindset's been so off that if I'm successful at suicide I'm just sorry I broke my mom's heart. But now moving forward might be less easy, might be just easier for everyone. of how low I feel. I'm terrified I might not come back from this. And sometimes it sounds like peace. Even though I was taught growing up, suicide sends you straight to hell. It's hell in my brain every day. 
months I've had the same reoccurring color in my head and I know where that color belongs in my memories and I don't know what follows that memory I don't know what follows the color to the memory I don't know if it's worse than what I've already previously recovered memory wise I just know I'm terrified to find out I've never wanted to hurt anyone in my life it's not my nature except that sometimes destroying my own mind would just be the end of it There'll be no justice for me. There'll be no coming out and getting support. My family supported him, visited him in prison over and over, believed when he gave his heart to God and came back out and got on meth. The many wives he's went through, the money he's stolen, been forgiven over and over there's no justice for me